Hello and welcome to Fibber McGee and Molly from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. It's time for Fibber McGee and Molly. Sundays through Thursdays, NBC brings you Fibber McGee and Molly transcribed. The show is written by Phil Leslie and Len Levinson and directed by Max Hutton. Let's see what's troubling the McGees tonight before we get into our story. Doggone your Aunt Sarah anyhow, Molly. How in Tunket does she expect anyone to read this postcard? Look at it. What's it say? It says, tell McGee to talk modified three. Heavenly days. What does that mean? Oh, I know. Well, trust your Aunt Sarah to know a goodbye when she sees it. (laughs) The modified three is a prudential life insurance plan that's low cost from start to finish. Well, don't let me dangle, McGee. Tell me facts. Okay. Now, just imagine you're the head of a happy household. Yes. You've got a nice little family, and you're determined to make sure if anything happens to you, they'll be taken care of. But you also want life insurance protection that you can afford, a really low-cost plan. So I call my prudential agent. He shows me the modified three. And you like it, on account of because the premium you pay for the first three years is actually 15% lower than in later years. Uh But then in those later years, the prudential pays you annual dividends. And you can use these dividends to reduce the increased premium. So, folks, your prudential agent will tell you what you want to know about this low-cost, modified three plan. Just call him today. A man in a uniform is walking up the front steps at 79 Wistful Vista. He reaches for the bell button, and inside the house, the chime goes... There's the doorbell, Molly. You want to get it? I'm already there, dearie. Must be important from the tone of it. What? For me? Oh, thanks very much. Parcel postman, McGee. Package for me. What in the world can this be? Boy, sure is a big one. Here, let me help you. Well, who's it from? From Aunt Sarah. Wonder what's in it. You think maybe it could be Aunt Sarah? Oh, stop being silly. Get my scissors. That's not so silly. You know how Aunt Sarah loves to express herself. Ha-ha! <laughs> It was, Molly, don't you get it? Express package? Express yourself? Ain't funny, McGee. Oh, I guess you're right. This ain't express. This is parcel post. Throws the whole joke off and upsets the... Here, give me the scissors. I'll do it. Hurry up. Get it open. My goodness, it's such a big whatever it is. Mm, all this tissue paper around it is... Why, McGee, it looks like Aunt Sarah's Persian lamb coat. My gosh, that's what it is, all right. Her fur coat. Hey, what the oh, heck wait is... A, wait a minute, wait a minute. There's a note. Mm-hmm. Let me see. Dear niece, myself a new coat. Want you to have McGee. She's giving it to me. Oh! Giving it to you, free? Holy smoke! Does she say what the doctor said? Doctor. She must be awful sick if she started giving away her fur coat and stuff. Boy, she wouldn't give you the rind off a tangerine ordinarily. Now, now, McGee. Now I won't have that kind of talk about my aunt Sarah. Well. Her note says she bought herself a new fur coat at the end of the season sales, and she wants me to have her Persian lamb. Isn't that wonderful, lover? Just look at it. Oh, it looks great. Yeah. Gee, that, that that's real generous of her, Molly. I'm going to have to take back a lot of things I said in the past about Aunt Sarah being stingy. You certainly are. I'll have to quit referring to her as that skin-fisted old tight flint aunt of Molly's that's got a will of iron and a heart to match. Yes, you will. I'll have to quit telling people she's so tight that when she raises her eyebrows, it lifts her right out of her shoes. Yes. Now, I'm not going to go around saying she's got the first mortgage she ever foreclosed in a frame on the wall with a picture of the widow and the three orphans she foreclosed it on either anymore. 
That's a terrible thing to say. I'm taking that stuff all back right now. Well, good. Because... Taking back the time you said Aunt Sarah's the closest relative we've got, and I said, we've got? Ha! She's the closest relative anybody's got. She's closer, I said, than the hands on a clock at high noon. I take that back. Okay, now let's stop on I'm going to quit saying she's the only woman I know who can squeeze a nickel till the buffalo squeals like a pig in a gate. Negate. And the next guy that asks me if it's true that Aunt Sarah thinks no more of a dime than she does of her life and hangs on to a buck like a lovesick squaw, I'll say no. McGee, now stop it. That's enough about Aunt Sarah. <laughs> okay, kiddo. <laughs> Turn around. Let's see how it looks. Boy. Like it? That's really swell. No kidding. I always told you to stick with me and someday you'd have a fur coat, didn't I? <laughs> <laughs> yes, you did. <laughs> Help me off with it, will you? It's pretty warm. Mm, boy, this thing is heavy. Well, it's a winter coat, of course, which reminds me, where will we keep it this summer? And if you say in the hall closet you've just lost a dear, dear friend. No, I was going to suggest packing it in mothballs and putting it up in the attic. No. Send it back to Aunt Sarah till October? Of course not. Use it for a lap robe in the car during... No. Keep trying. You'll finally suggest yourself into the only answer, cold storage for furs, downtown at Herman's Ermans. Oh, yeah. Or, hey, maybe the Van Von Van Van and Storage Company. They got a fur vault, and I know Van. He might give me a rate. I got to go downtown for a while anyway. I'll take it along and find out. Good. I know Van. <laughs> Funny thing. Here I just get my first fur coat, and an hour later, without even wearing it once, it'll be on its way into storage. Yep. But, as the guy at the newsstand said, when the big bundle of picture magazines fell on his head, that's life. <laughs> Back to Wistful Vista in a minute. A college education is out of the reach of many young girls today, but there are other ways of preparing for a successful career. Ways that pay off while you're earning money and being self-supporting and independent. One of the best ways for a girl high school graduate to prepare for a career with the future is to enlist in the Women's Army Corps. The young woman entering the Women's Army Corps today must be highly qualified to be accepted. She is trained in the career field of her choice and receives promotions as she earns them, plus opportunities to travel, make new friends, and pursue college-level courses at Army Education Centers. If you were a high school graduate looking around for a foothold on the business or professional ladder, you'll be wise to explore the many advantages of serving with the Women's Army Corps. Your local recruiting officer will be glad to give you complete information. Serve your country and at the same time prepare for future by joining the Women's Army Corps. Wistful Vista, Molly McGee speaking. Hello, Mal. Say, I just saw the darndest thing. Oh, Mabel, yes? Well, I'm downtown shopping, and I just had to call you and ask you about this. I saw your fib walking into the Improvident Loan Company with a fur coat over his arm. Huh? The, uh, the pawn shop? Had it right over his arm. Looked like a Persian lamb to me. First, I wasn't sure it was fib, and I was driving our car. I couldn't stop, you see. So I had to go clear around the block, and when I got back... It wasn't him, huh? The heck it wasn't. He was coming out of the pawn shop without the coat, counting money. And he had the slyest look in his eyes. Oh, no. I don't believe it, Mabel. Uh, you must be mistaken. Well, you ask him when he gets home. If he gets home. He looked to me like a man planning a quick trip to Paris to live it up a little. Oh, well, I'm just kidding about that, Ma. But what's it all about? Oh, nothing. I, I don't know. McGee's at the Elks. He... You don't own a fur coat, do you, Ma? <laughs> Does it look like it? Well, you'll have to excuse me now, Mabel. Something's burning. Bye. 
And that's no lie. Something is burning. Me. How could he do a thing like that? Hawk my brand new hand-me-down Persian lamb coat the very day I get it. I just can't... What could have gotten into him? Oh, now, wait a minute, Mrs. McGee. Mabel could have been mistaken, you know. And even if it was McGee, there's no use getting all upset about it now. He'll probably have a fine, reasonable, logical explanation for it. Sure he will. And I'd like to see him try to pawn it off on me. Just let him try. Work my fingers to the bone for that. And when he walks in the door, I'll just ask him flatly, what did you do with the coat? And then I'll... If this is him... Hi, Ma. Did you find out yet? Why, Mabel, too. Do come... Oh, you're in already. Come have a chair and sit a minute. Say, Ma, uh, didn't your Aunt Sarah, last time she was here, have a black Persian lamb coat? Oh, I guess black Persian lamb coats are worn by thousands of people, not counting the black Persian lambs who wear them. <laughs> a joke, you know. Ma, I've got a sneaky feeling you're holding out on me. Hmm? Like I always say to my little Willie when he clams up and freezes his jaw. Come on, spit it out, kid. Well, frankly, I'm puzzled about what you told me on the phone, Mabel, and I can only figure one answer. Good. What is it? Somewhere in this city, there must be a man who looks so much like McGee that you thought it was him. Well, all I can say is you better watch out for that fellow, Mal. He looks so much like Fib that even you'd take him for your husband. No, thanks. I've already taken one husband. For better or for worse. Oh, honey. Oh, I haven't upset you now, have I, with all this talk? Oh, no, no. Of course not. Well, that's good. Well, I wouldn't have mentioned it, only... Well, we're friends, Mal. And if you ever saw Mort walk into a pawn shop with a fur coat over his arm when I don't own a fur coat, I'd sure want you to tell me about it. Oh, and I would, Mabel. I would, immediately. You can depend on that. Yeah, and, and I deny it, of course, like... Well, like any woman would. But, boy, I'd sure want to know about it. But, look, I better run along now. You can't think with me gabbing like this. Well, if you must go, you must. Thanks a lot, Mabel. Oh, hi, kiddo. I'm home. And... Oh, hi, Mabe. You leaving? Oh, sit down. Visit a while. You know something, Ma? That other fellow and Fib, they even dress alike. Wear the same suit. Oh, really? Huh? Did I hear my name mentioned? Your name has been mentioned enough around here today to light up your ears like midnight in Las Vegas. You lost me, Mabe. What's this all about? Oh, nothing. Some silly coincidence, that's all. Not worth discussing. Is it, Mabel? Well, no... Guess not. Well, I'll be trotting along now. Thanks for the invitation to stay, Fib, but uh, in this case, two's company and three's none of my business. Try and phone me later, Molly, and tell me about, uh, you know what. Hmm? What goes on here? What the heck is you know what? Sit down, McGee. Uh oh Sounds like I was playing baseball and broke a window. Well, I don't know what it was I'd done, but whatever I'd done, I'd done it for my little wife. And if I had it to do all over again, Your Honor, I'd do it the same way, because my little wife... Oh, stop it! Hmm? You just answer me one straight question. Did you or did you not take the fur coat Aunt Sarah just sent me down to the improvident pawn shop and hock it? Yep, that I did. Oh, no! Betcha. Here's the pawn ticket, Tootsie. I got ten bucks on it. Ten dollars? Why, it must be worth at least seventy-five or a hundred. More. Guy offered to give me a hundred on it, but I said ten was enough. Here's the dough, kiddo. Ten singles. Heavenly days, McGee. Why in the world did you do a thing like that and then admit it? Admit it? Heck, it was a stroke of genius. My beautiful fur coat. Safe and sound in the refrigerated vault of the Improvident Loan Company for the next four months. 
for a total cost of 3% a month on the 10 bucks I just borrowed, or a total of $1.20 for summer storage. What? Instead of 22 bucks that Herman Zerman's charges, or eighteen fifty at Van Von Van. <laughs> and this way, we even got spending money while they store it for us. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're a genius. Oh, I admit it. Fibber and Molly will be right back. Here is a way to brighten your mornings and afternoons. Just listen to NBC Radio. Morning listening favorites include the show with a heart, Strike It Rich, with Warren Hull as MC. There's also that fast and funny quiz show, The Phrase That Pays, that lets you play the game right in your own home and gives you a chance to win one of the many valuable prizes. The exciting questions and answers are bound to keep you on your toes and at the same time send you on a laugh fest. Be sure to hear the phrase that pays each weekday morning on NBC with Ted Brown as your host. In the afternoon, enjoy a visit with your longtime radio friends like Just Plain Bill, Stella Dallas, and Young Widder Brown, the finest in good afternoon listening. If you haven't tried it, you've been missing a surefire way to brighten your days. And remember, NBC leads the rest with the best in radio entertainment. One more reminder, beginning June 27th, Fibber McGee and Molly will be heard mornings and evenings. I just talked to Mabel Toops on the phone, dearie. Told her how you stored my fur coat for the summer for 30 cents a month. What'd she say? She thought it was just a wonderful idea. Said she wishes she could do the same thing herself. What's keeping her from it? No nerve? No fur coat. Oh, good night. Good night, all. Fibber McGee and Molly is an NBC Radio Network production transcribed with Mary Jane Croft as Mabel Toops. This is John Wald inviting you back tomorrow to see your friends trap a hit-and-run driver. Good night. Laugh with Throckmorton P. Gildersleeve, the great Gildersleeve, that is, tonight on the NBC Radio Network.